This is episode 77 of the Reading Cove Book Club's podcast. We're always looking for great new members, so if you're a book lover who may be interested in joining an online book club, please visit our website at thereadingcove.com to learn more about the group. For April 2017, we're discussing Revenge of the Middle-Aged Woman by Elizabeth Buchan. So hi, I'm Melania in Florida. And I'm Roberta in Georgia. And Roberta and I are two members of the Reading Cove Book Club, and we're here today to talk about our 197th pick, which was chosen by Cove member Lynette, who's also in Georgia, Revenge of the Middle-Aged Woman by Elizabeth Buchan. So let's dive right in, because like we were saying, different experiences with this book. Yes, we did. You know, overall, I liked it. Granted, there were some flaws and things, but I guess... Because and I'm past middle middle I'm past the age of the main character of Rose, but you know I can still relate to how you can get into uh, marriage and and things get to be routine and uh, and there's not the, all the big excitement maybe there once was and even though your your children are grown you you still get involved with their lives and everything and. Um, then that you're in a point in time too, even if you've been working for a while, of course she hadn't been working as long as most at her age since she had been with the children. Then she decided she wanted to go back to work, but still at, at 10 years into her job, she was still pretty much wound up in, in that. So I, I could kind of relate to where she was at, but as, as a big cat lover that I was actually moved to tears about poor Parsley, the cat. Uh, we had a cat, Sammy the Siamese, and he mm-hmm. lived to be uh, 16 and a half. So he was the same age as poor Parsley. And, and then he started, you know, getting really sick and pitiful. And it was probably the hardest thing I ever had to do was, you know, to take him to the vet and said, well, you know, I just don't want to see him suffer anymore. Right. So I could re- relate to what poor Rose was going through. Everything else had come crashing down on there. And then her beloved cat was elderly and, and it was time to let go. So to me, you know, that was probably one of the, the biggest blows is you think that you have a pet that loves you unconditionally. And, and then, you know, on top of all this other disaster, then they're gone too. You know, and a lot of people think, well, that's a small thing. But, you know, sometimes these little things that touch you emotionally might make the, the difference between like, Eh, you know, and well, yeah, and because there's a personal connection, yeah, or touch. So there was other parts that could have been improved on, but I think the book held up pretty well time-wise because when I checked the front pages, that I didn't realize it, but it was written in 2002, mm-hmm. and a lot, of, a lot of things have happened. Well, since. it was a it was a New York Times bestseller too, I think. Well, I- it was. But I'm just saying, you know, technologically, a lot of things have changed and some things might have been different in the right. story if it were written today. But unfortunately, tales as this often happen. The wife is going along and then all of a sudden the husband has this midlife crisis and, you know, with the most stereotypical cliche type person. <laughs> So, you know, it, it, that that does happen in real life. So you can kind of say that wasn't totally made up. That that unfortunately um, happens to, you know, a lot of men. They all of a sudden get in touch with their their mortality or feel, feel like there's something better out there. But anyway, I said overall I liked it. No, it wasn't the perfect book. Uh, it did sell well. And uh, we had looked up and seen that there was – I never realized there was actually – 
uh, movie made of it, though I'm wondering, since it had Christine Lottie, if it wasn't more an American version, because this book, even though it was set in England and they had, you know, some English uh, colloquialisms and other things at the same time, it very well could have happened in a, a larger, you know, area here in the United States, too. So it did give it more of a universal theme. But that's my big terror there. So you go. Well, Rose is the middle-aged woman the book is about. She, Rose is the main character. And I just didn't find her interesting enough to fill 350 pages. That was the issue for me. I mean, she was pretty flat. She didn't really grow at all. She just seemed to replace one man with the man she had replaced him with 25 years ago. That's basically what I got from it. Well, but do you think she was really, I mean, she, you know, interacted with Hal and went, you know, and talked with him and everything else. But do you think she would really, you know, go back and try to start another, another relationship with him? Because I don't know that even after all these years, he really changed much because his, his marriage didn't last any time at all from what he said. Not compared to hers at 25 years. I think she went to meet him in Italy. Yeah, and I mean, I know they were having, you know, uh, getting back together in some ways and meeting each other. But do you think they would really get back to... Yes, absolutely. That's why she didn't... I think that's why she didn't take Nathan back when he was essentially coming back with his tail between his legs. Yeah. That's the only reason, though. That's the only reason she didn't take him back is because she had reconnected with Hal, who conveniently popped back up into her life at just the right time. Well, I mean, he was kind of in and out. And and then they did have the connection of of the book he'd written, too, that was was about her their you know time together when they were younger but that could very well be but at the same time i if i if i were her, i wouldn't have taken nathan back regardless you know because she was saying if, it, if she had you know longed to hear him say i've made a mistake please let's try over again before but after she'd gone through all this other stuff you know and i'm sure like i said how you know soothing her wounds some coming back like that but at the same time i don't think i would have taken nathan back you know it's like he he had just messed up things on too many levels you know she could maybe you know forgive him in a, in a way but at the same time she just couldn't really forget and start over and I think that would be hard for a lot of people it wasn't just her you know he had um really really um upset Poppy more more than you know anybody, <laughs> you know but yeah because Poppy was saying to to her mother basically where's your backbone or something like that at one point why didn't, you, why didn't you fight more but you know if someone's bound and determined to leave and you know they've made up their mind no, I don't mean that I mean after this was like some time after he had left oh yeah and she was I forget what, because number one, the three of them, Rose, Minty, and Nathan, had a really strange relationship. (laughs) You know, like, Rose was, like, holed up there in her house after it happened, and they're on their way to dinner with the boss guy, and Uh they stop by, and then the two of them come in, and she's, like, they're a mess, and I was just, to me, that was, like, comedy. I I thought that part was kind of comedic. Yeah, yeah, it was was a little, you know, comic relief and everything, but at the same time, I looked at one of the, when I was looking at the things, and it seemed seems like a lot of people were like you and I were people either liked it or they or they pretty much hated it. There wasn't too much, you know, middle ground. But I remember one of the reviews on, online was saying that, you know, they had never hated a character more than and found anybody more despicable than than Minty. 
you know, that she was their, uh, they just absolutely hated her. But she, she wasn't a very well-rounded character. I mean, yeah. she was like a caricature of well, the younger B-I-T-C-A. Trophy wife, yeah. Or, yeah, or just, she just didn't care. It's like when, when Rose found out and then she also gets promoted into Rose's job. So she takes her husband and her job. And, and she just was like, ah. Bye. You know, so she there wasn't a whole lot of dimension given to her character for you to, for anybody to like her. So obviously she was written to be disliked. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was someone you, you love to hate. No humanity about her. She was just was, playing was, that role. You know, I'm not a violent person, but I almost want to want <laughs> slapped her when she shows up at the party for Poppy and Richards. I think, how could you? Exactly. You know, how dare you? You're, you're young and experienced and a total, you know, twit. How could you even think, you know, that you should be there at that party? That's just beyond comprehension. That's you know, why I saw it as a comedy. Yeah. I would be interested to see the TV show because I would think they did it as a comedy. Yeah. Because all yeah. this to me just, it, it didn't play as dramatic at all. The character so, I dislike the most because Minty, obviously, you're not, you're not supposed to like her. But Rose is the one I just couldn't stand because to me, she, she had no identity of her own. She and Hal, she lost the baby when they were in Brazil. Right. He didn't want to have the baby. He didn't want a family and she did. So they had this huge divide and they were so different in what they wanted in life. So anyway, she decides, you know, to go her own way on the plane home from that she meets Nathan and steps right into another relationship. Yeah, but... Nathan, Where did she have any time to develop who the hell Rose is? So there's no no identity of her own. She's just man-identified. That's it. Well, yeah, and, and unfortunately, I think nowadays that doesn't happen so much, you know, because people are, women are geared, young women are geared more to, you know, get their education and, you know, do something with their lives and not just figure that you know being married having children is the you know be all and end all as it might have been in the past you but yeah create she, your own identity whether you're going to yeah. get married and have children or not you still I, need you need that for yourself you need to be your right. own person and that's how you don't allow someone to treat you disrespectfully because you yeah. you have pride in yourself and you respect yourself and i felt like she couldn't completely disconnect from nathan number 1 he had been having an affair with this girl with her assistant for a year that's a long time I and know. that's like the height of disrespect yeah for I mean, one he's year he's coming in knowing he's sleeping with your assistant the girl that you're working with every single day right. okay and he's they're having this affair for 12 months and then when he decides he's ready to leave you for her he comes and tells you about it tries to soothe his own guilt by being very fair and very reasonable you know i'm gonna make sure you're taken care of blah 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 because then she also loses her job because he was the only reason she had the job in the first place right right as it turns out and so all this happens and then she is because she didn't have her own identity she couldn't disconnect from him she couldn't tell him to get lost. Yeah, I she think couldn't. I, I I agree on that point. And at the same time, I thought with Nathan, he also tried to blame some of his troubles and everything too back on on how about that was such crap. Like I didn't like Nathan either, not just because. Yeah, no, I didn't care for Nathan either, but I I was more hard on Rose because she is the main character. Right, but I'm just saying, but Nathan wasn't very likable. You know, he didn't ha have a lot, you know, depth emotionally. I mean, he was good to her, and he 
you know, loved her to start with, but I'm just saying he didn't really respect her and he didn't, he made a big fit about her even wanting to go back to work. It's almost like he didn't want her to have an identity. He wanted the antiquated wife at home. Right, at home. And, and at the same time, whenever things went bad, and then even here when he was, you know, leaving, he blamed her her relationship years ago, I mean, 25 plus years ago, with Hal as, as part of the reason that, you know, he never felt, you know, totally loved and cherished. And I thought, what? What? A- <laughs> that was just crap. That was just crap. And, you know, he said, oh, I saw him at our wedding. He showed up at our wedding. And I've always been trying to measure up to him and blah, 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 blah. And it's I like, think- conveniently, now you bring this up when you're leaving me for right. a yeah, younger you're woman. trying to justify your bad behavior and, and your ongoing thing, you know. Just that deflecting. You- exactly. Like, and I just- thought it was hollow. Yeah, I was kind of concerned. Um, about, you know, Poppy, because it's almost you're afraid that she's going to, she has to be kind of kicked a little bit because she's going to get back on this, you know, bad habits, uh, Mm -hmm. even though she told her mom, you should have fought at the same time that, you know, she gets married and all this special wedding, everything, uh, non-traditional thing. And they described her husband as wild guy, special guy. And then all of a sudden when he becomes traditional, it's like, She's freaking out, but, you know, she has to realize that you may do, you know, have this carefree attitude when you're younger, but when it comes right down to it, when you want to settle down and get married, you know, most people, they have to have a more traditional job and more traditional lifestyle. And it seemed like she was kind of going into this denial mode by not trying to find a job and Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to fall into a a bad trap, you know, like your mother did. You need to, you know, pick yourself up and get on with it and, you know, not make a fuss because this guy married you and he loves you. But you just can't be, you know, sitting around navel gazing and and not even doing the housework. I think, well, she's at home all the time. I mean, I know people can, you know, sink into a depression and they don't want to do anything. But she just she wasn't clinically depressed. She was just, you know surprised that things hadn't gone along in this carefree mode like it had before but she just needed to grow up and get on with her life and Mm -hmm. make sure she had her own identity and didn't feel like she could live this teenage you know young adult lifestyle her whole life because that's that's not reality at all no and then at the end when minty finds out she's pregnant with twins after her fertility treatments the honeymoon period has ended let's say (laughs) and clearly things are not going to work out between she and nathan it's it seems very unlikely and he comes now to rose and is you know in a roundabout way basically saying he wants her back he wants to come back i think she would have jumped at it anyway if Hal wasn't in the picture because that's just the type of woman she was she the whole time she was waiting for him to come to his senses she was always open to him changing his mind right even the way she would speak to him right um and her mother's influence her mother was basically encouraging that like you know fight for your fight for your man don't just let him leave which is ridiculous yeah. If some if he wants to leave you, leave, go. Yeah, safe. You know, don't let the door. You know, don't let exactly. No matter how much you love him, he wants to go. He wants to be with somebody else. <laughs> and, and her mother, her mother had had to be tough. You know, because her mom had had been widowed and and then didn't really have you know any kind of uh, stuff to take care of her. Her husband hadn't. You know, even if you're young, you just don't ever know what's going to happen. So. Mm-hmm. Her mom was pretty tough, so her mom, you know, was, you know, telling her, you have to, you have to 
get tough and everything too, even though she didn't always listen to her, her mother. And I think it's interesting. That's why I had said in the group that I think the discussion of this book will be a lot more interesting. Yes. I'll enjoy the discussion more than I did the book because right. it, the dynamic is very interesting, even though I didn't like the way it unfolded here. Because right. one of the things that really bugged me was, in general, I don't like books that are told mostly in flashbacks. Right. I dislike it intensely because I feel like the pace is so choked and it just feels like you're not going anywhere. You're just always in the past. You're always going back and they're filling in the gaps. But why not start there? Why didn't you start with at the beginning of their marriage right. in Brazil? You know, start there and bring us to the fore because right. I feel like that would have given it much more substance, much more depth. You would feel like you knew Rose and Nathan a lot better and how. And then by the time he dumps her for her, you know what I mean? It would have much more impact yeah yeah I yeah so that that was one of the reasons why I say you know I didn't give it like the the highest grade because yes there were things like that that I I you know as a, a long time reader I would have preferred it to you know been presented meteor, meteor. yeah yeah a meteor way and it, it you know had a good story a good premise but it, it could have been better so and also you know like with all I did even though it was a small part the relationship with Sam and Alice and then Jilly, you know, mm -hmm. it was just showing too that even though Alice tried to be the in, independent woman, then I think she was the case of like, she wanted to have her cake and eat it too. Kept telling Sam, well, I don't really want to get married. I, I don't want to make a commitment. And then all of a sudden when he falls he, for someone else, falls for someone else, then, you know, she, she freaked out, but she, as I said, I don't think she really wanted to kill herself. I think she just, you know, Wanted attention. Uh, wanted attention and, and, and everything. But she sort of had to live with the consequences of her decision because, you know, a lot of people, be it male or female, they're just not going to keep waiting around and waiting around because that clock's ticking. And if they want to have a family and, and a, a long-term relationship, you just can't be waiting around for the other person. You have to, you know, move on. And it seemed to me that she, I mean, we didn't see that much of them until the point where she tries to kill herself and then right. Rose goes to see her or whatever right. but I, I thought it seemed like she was a very controlling type of woman yeah. like the, it's like the relationship did, wouldn't work anyway even if she had wanted to get married because they right. weren't compatible and she was kind of bossy that's what know? I mean yeah she was very controlling controlling and bossy because she was even telling Rose what to do and hook yeah. <laughs> Rose is definitely old enough to be her mother, and she's trying to tell her. I, I'm sorry that, you know, she got so upset and this happened to her, but she kind of brought on herself if things had gone a different way that it would have been a really difficult, you know, uh, daughter-in-law, mother-in-law relationship, mainly because on, on Alice's side, she would have not, you know, given out the warm fuzzies to uh, Rose. Right. And then I was surprised that there were some like gruesome parts that just seemed out of place and it was a little bit jarring when it flashed back to Brazil and the description of the dead body they saw. Yeah. It's like, I what the hell am I reading? And then I when she has the miscarriage, it was so yeah. graphic. I know. It, it, <laughs> I, that was another reason probably why it didn't get the highest grade because I think this doesn't really go. It doesn't with... fit like the tone of the book. And I know some people <laughs> like that kind of stuff, but I just... It was like jarring to me because it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like suddenly yeah. you're reading a horror novel or something. No, I said, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, I don't like, you know, these ran, as, as my daughter would say, these random things just sort of... <laughs> 
thrown in there for shock value. I mean, maybe since the other stuff was there, they wanted a little, you know, to jar you up. But no, it, it was a little too too jarring, really. Yeah, so I guess the rest of the group, I'm not sure who we've heard from yet. I know Cheryl was totally bored by it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone else has chimed in yet. No, I haven't. I haven't seen a whole lot of things, so it'll, it'll be interesting. It, at least it, 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 you know, made an impression on on people. They just didn't. It wasn't just like middle of the road. It made an impression one way or the other. So yeah, and I, it does give. Lo- there's lots to discuss about it, and yeah. I I do think it was a hit probably with women who identify with Rose. Right. So yeah, like I said, a lot of women have been you know, gone through similar experiences. So yeah, you know, hit a nerve with them and and been more appealing. They could, you know, empathize or say, yeah, you know, I know how you feel. I just wish that she had had some character growth because to me, she stayed pretty flat. And it, it was just, she started with Hal. She broke up with Hal. She marries Nathan. They are married for 25 years. Nathan leaves her and she goes back to Hal. I mean, yeah. uh, come on. Well, like I said, yeah, it, that, but it could happen. And, and oh, and another. I'm not scene, saying it can't happen. Oh, no, but, but <laughs> it, it, she, right. She didn't have a lot of growth. I said, and another sweet part I like, beside the sad part about the cat, is then when she got that kitten. And, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, that'll keep her happy. But instead, she gave it to the poor older man, Mr. Sears. I thought that was. That was so sweet. Yeah, I liked their relationship because he was like yeah. a grumbly old man, but he was appreciative of her. Yeah, yeah and that was so cute when they, they went on the bus ride because that was his big obsession. That, mm-hmm. you know, it, I think they were authors just trying to, to show even amidst all this adversity and other horrible things. You know, there were some good things and there's things you could still see that, yeah, even though life is pretty rough for you, then there are people that are, you know, and, and having a worse time, and you can help them, and that, in the long run, that'll, that'll help you too. That'll get you out of some of your, you know, doldrums and everything. So yeah, I like the little. I didn't like the jarring touch, but I like the little sweet touches about the two cats and Mr. Sears. Yeah. As you said, I'll be interested in, you know, further discussion of the book and. As if any any of our listeners have any comments, I'd be interested in seeing how they felt because it may have been a long time, but what they, they might remember yeah. uh, the book. Yes, and I think um, we'll have a great discussion in the Cove, which starts today. Lynette already got us started. Yes. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. Oh, we need to talk about that title because what the hell? What was the revenge? <laughs> I wondered that too. I I didn't really see it as revenge. There was no revenge. She didn't do anything. No, because revenge to me is a, a much more negative type word. And yeah, she might have gotten the final word, like both with Nathan and um, the boss saying, well, you know what? You had your chance and, and you messed up. So, hey, I've moved on. Too bad. So, you know, she she had the last say, but I still wouldn't have called it revenge. No, I don't. I don't think it was a good title necessarily. It was I mean, a horribly. I think it's a horribly misleading title because right, you're right. waiting for something that isn't ever going to come. Right, but I mean, I guess that maybe it was a catchy title, and the <laughs> the publishers maybe not so much author, but the publishers a lot of time have more say so even than the authors. Yeah, I think the title. I agree with you. The title was a, a bis bit misleading but i don't know what i could have called it otherwise that wouldn't have been a little bit blah well they could have come up with something else i mean you know (laughs) 
there's a lot of other titles they could have come up with. This is a very specific title. It's saying when this happens to her, she is going to get revenge. She's going to do something. And that that is not at all what the story is about. Just like bait and switch. That's just what happens sometimes when they have tried to have flashy covers or flashy titles. (laughs) Yeah, so if our listeners, let us know what your thoughts on the title are if you read the book. (laughs) What would you have done for the title to make it more apropos? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's our discussion of Revenge of the Middle-Aged Woman by Elizabeth Buchan. Thanks uh, to all our listeners for tuning in. As always, leave us your comments below and stay tuned for our next episode. We'll be discussing one I'm really looking forward to, The Unbroken Line of the Moon by Johanna Hildebrand. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.